Hey everyone, this is Chad. I'm the founder and CEO of mission.org and the host of Mission Daily, the number one podcast for accelerated learning. Mission Daily was recently selected as best of 2018 by Apple for a reason. In every single episode, you're going to learn actionable strategies that you can apply to your life to become healthier, wealthier, and wiser. Hey everyone, happy new year and welcome to another episode of the Mission Daily. I'm Chad Grills and I'm joined by Stephanie Postles. Hello everyone, how's it going? Hope everyone's great out there and we have a value packed week for you. And this week we're covering five of the most important lessons that we learned in 2018. We did many things, most important of which was had a healthy, happy baby. And we're in the process of raising him, going through those trials and tribulations and enjoying it a lot. We were able to build a seven-figure business and accomplish a whole host of other things that have been on our goals and our to-dos for quite some time. And we couldn't have done it without these five lessons that we learned, and we want to pass them on to you. We haven't heard these talked about virtually at all online, and they're that critical. So the first one is habits. Everybody talks about habits. There's a lot of stuff going on online about that. But what not many people talk about is the type and the class of habits that you need to focus on first. They're a very unique class and they're quite hard to describe and articulate, but when you apply the mental model that we're about to go over, you're gonna be able to rapidly identify them in your own life. So what do you mean by class of habits? I haven't, I've seen a lot of articles, like you just said, so many people write about this topic, especially for some reason in January. Yeah. But what do you mean by a class of habits? So let's back it up a second. I think 98% of the content or 99% of the content that's written about habits is from a very naturally subjective paradigm. It's the person who's talking about it and they're talking about the habits, This, moreover, the specific habits that have worked for them. And so there's a lot of basics about your health, about sleep, about doing writing each day or journaling. And it, it's a very cookie cutter approach to building a better life. And that's fine. You can start with those habits and you can start with the habits that are working for other people. But I don't feel that that type of approach values the humanness, uniqueness, and the fact that you, the person that is listening, is completely different from every other person that's listening. There might be some basic human needs and biological similarities, but I think that we fall into this trap when we get online of thinking that everyone is exactly the same. This idea of relativism, that everyone's the same, it discounts your humanness, your uniqueness. The most interesting thing you have going on is in your immediate world right now. The people, the interactions, that is unique. And anybody who presupposes that you need to journal each day, wow, is that a gross oversimplification of the matter? Yeah, I can also think about reading some of those articles and trying to fit myself into doing something and looking back and being like, why would I try and do that? This person, you know, they're either doing this or that. It's like if you're 15 years old, if you're 40, you're in a different place. If you're, you know, a couple, if you're a single dad, there's so many different reasons of why you shouldn't have to fit into someone else's box of, like you said, journal every day. You have to do meditation every day. There's so many prescriptions out there that just don't tie to what I think is important and what's going to help me grow to where I want to go. Yes. And this removes agency from the equation. So when people fall into the trap of thinking that they need to meditate in the morning and in the evening, or they need to practice TM or re- recite a mantra or something like that, 
if you think that prior to engaging in that experience, in other words, if you don't have an open mind and you're going into these new types of habitual trainings and learnings where you're, you know, for better or worse, you're going to develop something that is going to change and alter your behavior. And it's very naive to think that because a lot of people are talking positively online about meditation or in their podcasts, that it's going to be useful for you. And I would challenge everyone to have a very skeptical, you don't have to be publicly skeptical. You don't have to be always starting arguments and stuff like that. But I think it's very, very healthy to have a contrarian and skeptical approach to recommendations from people online. We talked about, and we alluded to this earlier, that people who have a very public facing image online are often very different in person. And the type of things that they do each day might be radically different from what they talk about. And until you confirm for yourself, you don't know. And it's very healthy to have this attitude towards all the content that's coming towards you on a daily basis with the scalpel of reason, essentially. And then go into that new habit, whatever you're testing, whatever you're trying. If you go into each one with the mindset of, this is what people say, but I might react in an entirely different way. That's real power. And that is a way of protecting yourself mentally from how addictive habits can become. So humans are the species that addicts to everything. And when we addict to things, it's very hard to get out of those things. It's very hard to form new behaviors. So when you're forming habits, what is that one class of habits that we're talking about? What do I mean by that? I mean that there's a certain class of habits that is going to free you up. And let's just sound woo-woo about this, but I think that there's a certain class of habits that are consciousness expanding. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about one habit in particular that can basically like reinforce all the others that can, I think, increases imagination. I think increases all the good things in life, essentially. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But for now, for the remainder of this episode, let's really drill down into that class of habits that is more like a technology that does more with less. So what are the habits in your life? What are the one changes? What are the 15 to 20 minutes that you can spend each day that are going to help you do more with less? So that habit might be as simple as going through a list of your recurring purchases. That might be way more important to you than worrying about your sleep. The act of taking a step back and auditing your time for the week and determining basically like what decisions of yours were the best maybe investment decisions. So in terms of capital allocation, over the last week, you spent your time, you've invested your energies and your resources in a lot of different ways. What was the best return? What provided you with the most joy? That's the habit you need to be focusing on. It's not necessarily meditation. It's not necessarily getting a workout. It's not necessarily going to the gym. I don't even know if I would call this a habit, really. I think I... I mean, Maybe we're more we're like saying, a mental model. Yep, but it, yeah. I think this is a good mental model of take a step back and analyze your life to then help you determine what habit or habits you want to start doing in this next year or years after, because we don't know. We can't prescribe, you know, what exactly is going to help every single person, yes. because like you said, everyone's different. But I think it's more of creating a mental model of analyzing every situation. What made you feel good? What do you want to improve on? Like everyone's life is so different that it's more of taking that bird's eye view and just taking the time to think through it. That'll really get you to that next level and help you build your own habits. Yes. And build them in a way that's very voluntary too, where you're the arbiter, you're the one that possesses agency to say, I'm not going to do this because it's in five of the magazines that I subscribe to, or I'm not going to do this because I've seen it a dozen times on my social feed. If 
we fall into the trap of making decisions that way, that's a very scary place to be because you're not in control of basically anything. You don't have the mindset of a scientist, of an experimenter, of a philosopher. And that's what you need if you want to have a life that is progressively more and more free or where you can have the leisure time necessary to go to higher and higher places of awareness and uh, self-knowledge about your own life. Because like we said earlier, your own life and your decisions, nobody will care about them more than you do. Others might say they do, but it's a physical, it's a mental impossibility for them to have as much context as you do. And if you take for granted of the fact that you have more context than anybody out there that's making prescriptive recommendations, it's a really risky place to be. And I really am really, really passionate about the type of content and the type of stories that we tell this year, all promoting personal agency. I think any type of ideologies or any type of political belief systems and things like that, they're just so toxic to clear thinking. They're so toxic to, you know, the second you believe one thing, you're almost precluded from believing the opposite. And life is not black and white. Life is a series of very difficult decisions where you have to determine, you know, what degree of probability does this event have of occurring? It's very complex and it's very challenging, but it's something that you can improve at today. And one of the things that we mentioned earlier was in reflecting on the year, there were a couple of very small investments that we made in the business and in, in our life, like bets that we placed essentially that returned a huge amount of income and a huge amount of time and a huge amount of freedom for us. But it's easy to forget that because we a lot of that happened, forgot. I think maybe yeah. in February <laughs> or March of 2018. So it was good for both of us to take a step back yesterday morning and be like, what did we do that we want to try and double down on that again? Or what do we not want to do again in 2019? Because it didn't pay off. And you know, th there's no chance that it could pay off. So let's stop there, cut our efforts. Yeah. And it's interesting that that orbiting around the solution and orbiting around the uh, the new habit that we were doing was basically like stumbling around, you know, looking for the answers. And that was not easy to do. And it only happened as a result of us starting to take morning walks again. And, yeah. you know, we shifted that up. It was a, a brand new type of habit that we were exploring, but it's one that I think, yeah, it, it, it was, it was helpful. Yeah. It was helpful for us to realize, wait a minute, this one weird thing to get into like a clickbaity headline that we did has produced the majority of the results in our business. And so why aren't we tripling down, quadrupling down on this strategy? We are now, but we wouldn't have really found that if we didn't explore the habit of kind of basically like wandering each morning when we're out taking a walk and yep. getting coffee and thinking about things. And that, you know, from uh, yeah. my little financial mind, you know me, always <laughs> thinking about the numbers, I even was like, okay, if Chad and I spend $6 a day on coffee and we do this like <laughs> three to five times a week, how much is that per year? And I was like, well, that's a good investment because how much, you know, how effective we are when we get back, how we have our whole entire map for the day ready, for the week ready, we're just ready to delegate and get stuff done. It's easy to think like, oh man, I can't spend, you know, $3 a day on coffee or something. But if you get so much done to where essentially you could have hired someone for 3X that amount to do what you're doing because you're so productive that day, just from that one thing, it pays off. So I think a lot of people get hung up on, you know, they always hear like, oh, Starbucks is like this much a day. You could, who's that guy who has a podcast? He's like, if you just stop doing all of that, <laughs> you will save so much money and retire at 20. Yeah, Just silly stuff like that. And it's easy to get in that mental mindset of, 
I just need to save money and never spend it and stuff. But sometimes it's good to flip it and realize that, okay, if it's $1,200 a year that I'm spending, even if it's on something like coffee, yeah. how is that paying off? And you're not going to save your way into wisdom. That's for sure. Yeah. You're not going to save your way into wealth. It doesn't work like that. And I think something else is like really, really important to point out too, is that the habit that we started, you know, this new habit of just exploring things together and talking through things. When people talk about habits, it's very easy to get into the trap of only doing solo habits. And in an era where many people feel increasingly socially isolated and where it's harder and harder to build up meaningful real world friendships and partnerships and relationships, it's more important than ever to make a habit of masterminding, talking, interacting with someone in the real world for a long period of time every day. That's yeah, building up accountability, yeah. letting them know what your plans are and being okay if, you know, no, letting someone into your life and letting someone into your goals and things like that, even if you know that you could let them down, yes. that's okay. Yeah. That type of lead domino is what's going to give you power and help you do more with less when you're choosing the other habits. And then some of the other habits that we mentioned earlier, we're not bashing them, but there's plenty of time for those after you get really your core central habits down yeah. and we don't we don't know what those are for you and this is just a challenge to everyone that's listening to encounter the problem and the the joy and the challenge of habits and habit building with fresh eyes that yeah. r recognize that your situation is an anomaly it's never existed before and there are secrets there are hidden opportunities that are only there for you all right that's a good way to wrap up this episode so in the next episode i think i'm going to call it a mental model of how to boost go. that creativity, help you think through your habits and how to find the right ones for you and just live a happier, healthier life. <laughs> I really got clickbaity there. <laughs> <laughs> but this, uh, yeah, the next episode, we're going to talk about a meta habit. So one of our favorite meta habits that can, again, inform all of your others. See you next time. See ya. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce, they're a customer times five, Twilio, and Katera who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.